Hi everybody, um, welcome to the first ever SIG Plus uh, podcast, or should I call it an Edcast, an Edcast sounds about right, maybe I'll call it that. Anyway, so the intention is, the plan is to uh, have, make this a regular thing, talk about the issues of the day around data and assessment, statutory assessment, tracking, uh, standardised tests, and I plan to get uh, a whole bunch of people in to talk about these things. When I say a whole bunch of people in, not obviously in one go, some kind of chaotic data party. Well, that sounds quite attractive. Uh, just to get some people in, to talk about those sort of key issues, thrash out some of these key issues, and hopefully sort of solve some of these problems that schools are facing at the moment, uh, particularly you know, around data, around assessment, around tracking, about tracking systems particularly, which is obviously a bit of an obsession of mine, around testing, whether to use tests, not to use tests. Workload is a massive issue as well. So I think there's a huge amount we can cover. Obviously, I blog about these things regularly. I just thought a podcast would be uh, quite a useful addition, a um, bit, bit kind of up with modern times, etc. But anyway, today, today it's just me. So just me on my own today, so it's a bit of an experiment. And what I want to talk about today is because next week, Key Stage 2 results are coming out. So I thought I'd talk about today uh, the, the pupils that are included and are not included in Key Stage 2 attainment and progress. So it's obviously quite a critical issue. I think it's still quite a lot of confusion about this. I have blogged about this in the past, but I thought it would lend itself to a quick podcast. So, right, next week, uh, 10th of July, 7.30 in the morning, you'll all be up, no doubt, sat there pressing refresh, refresh, trying to get into NCA tools, forgetting your password, uh, watching the system crash before your very eyes. No more midnight data parties, uh, sadly, but probably uh, no one getting any sleep anyway or setting their alarms at some crazy time. And downloading that file, and then when you download that file, you're trying to work out uh, your overall results, so the percentage of children uh, achieving expected standard in reading, writing, and maths, achieving the high standard of getting 100 or more in reading and maths and getting expected standard in writing. And achieving the high score, just getting 110 in reading and maths and um, getting greater depth in writing. Or well, we assume it will stay at 110, it has for the last couple of years, but anyway, we will see. Uh, and then you'll be trying to break the data down into, obviously, it's the pupil level, looking at pupil level scores. Now, we don't get the progress scores, obviously. Don't get the progress scores until the checking data comes out, which is was the 31st of August. Last year. So we're around the 31st of August, 1st of uh, September, so a little end of summer present for you. So what we get next year is the attainment. We don't get the progress scores. But you're going to be trying to work that stuff out. And if you want to work out your progress, you might have a go at using my value-added calculator. Uh, other organisations, other companies like Maze Education and Educator are providing this sort of data as well. But uh, the VA calculator is free to use uh, at insighttracking.com forward slash VA dash calculator. The important thing to note about this is that that and other organisations, other companies, other people's approaches to doing this in terms of the progress measures will still be using 2017 uh, estimates. Now, obviously, your 2018 cohort will eventually, they will be compared to the national average scores for 
other 2018 children, for those children in the same prior attainment groups as them in the same year cohort. So that's really important. We can't really uh, guess this stuff in advance. I and mean, what we're doing by using the VA calculator or other tools that are out there is we're trying to get an estimate of our progress. Now, when we did this in uh, trying to use do, do this for 2017 using 2016 benchmarking, it was quite a way out because there was a big shift in those estimated outcomes in national average scores for each prior attainment group between 2016 and 2017. There will still be a change this year. But it should become less and less. I would imagine it will start to settle so we can start to use, increasingly over the years we'll start to be able to use the 2017 or the previous year's data, sorry, as a reasonable estimate of this year's uh, performance. But anyway, so we return to the NCA tools, which has got the uh, attainment scores uh, for the tests in reading and in maths and grammar punctuation and spelling so it will provide you with scaled scores we're also going to get the scaled score conversion tables next week which will enable us to uh, well allow us to see how those grade boundaries have changed for the expected standard uh, we'll also get uh, an, an overall it usually comes as a pdf um, a report from the dfe which shows the national percentages achieving expected standards in reading, writing, maths, and grammar, punctuation, spelling, and uh, the average scores in those subjects as well, and the the change on previous years. Now, obviously, it will all go up as it always does. I sort of get a bit cynical about this. It's, um, I sort of be conspiracy theorist, but yeah, it will go up. Um, it was a bit of a shock in 2016 to see the national at 53%. The whole country was 12 percentage points below its own floor standard of 65%. Last year, it managed to creep up to 61 or 62, depending on which report you read. So somewhere between those two. Uh, I'd imagine this year it will get above 65. I'm, 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 uh, yeah, I'm going, I'm going for 67. Somewhere between 66 and 67. It can't go up by that much, but 66 doesn't sound right to me. 65 bang on floor, nah, 67. Anyway, we'll see and we'll find out next week. So in terms of your own data, we have uh, attainment. So we'll start with the attainment. The attainment, the percentage of children achieving the expected standards in the individual subjects and in the three subjects combined. Now, those children who are included, well, everyone is included initially. Everyone is included in the attainment measure. The only children you can have discounted from that are those children who are recent arrivals from overseas. So I, they have arrived within the last two years. They have not attended a, country, uh, a school in this country prior to arriving in your school. They have come... That English is uh, a second language, is an additional language, and they have come from a country where English is not the main language. So if they fit that criteria, and quite a few children do, then you can apply to have them discounted. But that is part of the checking exercise. So you, when the checking data comes out through the tables checking website, we can um, get that data. Uh, we can apply, sorry, once we've got that data, we can apply to have those children who meet that criteria help to apply to have them discounted. If you want to. Obviously, if they did really well, then you probably won't want to have them discounted. But initially, as I say, all children are included. Now, that means that when you get your unvalidated data, so unvalidated data in ASP, 
in the inspection data summary report and in FFT, those initial reports that we get in the autumn term, those children will be included. If you successfully manage to get them um, discounted, then they will be discounted later on um, and that will take uh, be, take effect in the uh, performance tables when that data is released into the public domain, so it'll be there towards the end of the autumn, and in the, the second sort of validated versions of the inspection data summary report, etc. Okay, so initially all children included, if you get them discounted, that will take, uh, take effect in the later uh, data releases, but the initially they'll be included in it. And, and this obviously is quite important uh, for many schools because uh, you'll probably want to hold off um, uh, publishing your data now. You, you, know, you can publish your data or make it publicly available if you so wish, but the DfE obviously wait to make it publicly available until they're pretty sure that it is uh, clean and an accurate um, assessment of, you know, of your results, a true picture of your results. Okay, right, so... Progress. Um, progress is a little bit more tricky, where well, it's a lot more tricky. First of all, they have to have a baseline. They have to have key stage one results. If they haven't got key stage one results, they're not included. In order to be included in the progress measure, they have to have a valid key stage one result, which for this year's cohort will be levels, and next year's cohort, actually, will current year five, soon to be year six, levels. Then we run out of levels. We'll see what happens then. 2020 is going to be an interesting year, but anyway, we'll put that to one side. So they have to have a valid key stage one result and they have to have a valid key stage two result. Um, by valid key stage two result, that doesn't just mean a test score. There are children who are below the standard of the test. They um, haven't taken the test. They, are, they have a pre-key stage assessment or even a P-scale. Those children are awarded a nominal score. Now, those nominal scores are used for progress measures alone. They are not used in attainment. Uh, they are not used, in, sorry, in the calculation of the average scaled scores. Attainment purposes, they are used solely for uh, the progress measures. So, for example, if the child is assessed as growing development to the expected standard, they get 79. If they are early development to the expected standard, they're 76. If they are uh, foundations for the expected standard, they get 73. And then it goes down below that. You get children who are below but on P scales, uh, they get 71. And then it goes down through the P scales as well. Um, also, new addition last year, because this was a big gaping hole I referred to as the what, progress loophole of despair, I think, um, those children who sit the test but fail to score enough marks to actually achieve a scale score, 80 being the minimum, um, those children get 79, so they get an N, so they, they haven't achieved enough marks at the three mark threshold, and they get, um, they get 79 as well, so like growing, it puts them on a par with the growing development to the expected standard um, assessment. So you have to have a valid key stage one result and valid key stage two would either be a scale score from the test or a nominal score relating to their assessment. Now that's the vast majority of children catered for. Now obviously in writing, which is I know utterly bonkers, uh, they get the, if they're pre-key stage, they get the same scores as pre-key stage children in other subjects. But the main curriculum assessments of working towards an expected standard and greater depth get 91, 103 and 113. So whilst they get a benchmark estimate, which is fine graded to do decimal points, uh, they can actually only achieve really three outcomes. The vast majority of children achieve three outcomes. And I know this has caused a lot of confusion, consternation, head scratching or even head banging against wall. But we'll... We'll put that to one side. I mean, I'd like to see that measure ditched. I don't see the point in it. it, it it's 
it's ridiculous in my eyes, but anyway, it is what it is. So we have children who are, uh, have a valid result and they're included. Now those children who aren't included, obviously the, the bulk of those children are children without key stage one results. Now there are many reasons why they don't have key stage one results. Um, they could be from outside the country or even just uh, from another area of the UK, another part of the UK, sorry, so Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. They could have been home educated at key stage one. Uh, they just might not have been assessed. You know, there are some children who don't get assessed. They might have uh, been removed from school or for whatever reason. Um, they might have been home educated, I've already mentioned. They may have been in the private school system at that point. So, but the majority of children have key stage one results and therefore they're included. Now, and at key stage two, most children will have a valid key stage two result, but some children don't. Now, this is where things get a bit confusing and a bit messy. So those children who don't have a valid key stage two result, there are a number of them. Um, if there is uh, maladministration uh, going on, then they will not have a valid result and therefore cannot be included. If their key stage 2 result is missing, that's the M code. So maladministration, I think it's the Q code, um, an M code. So an M code is a result is missing. Absent, if they have an A code, if they were absent, that also means that they're excluded from progress measures. So if they've got that, that A code. Uh, a U code, so unable to access it, that's usually down to um, some possibly uh, some traumatic experience or, or, or whatever. It's not the same as being below the standard of the test. Those children who are below the standard of the test get a, uh, usually get a pre-key stage or uh, assessment or maybe a P-scale. So you do get some children get a U code and those are often some ch uh, a child who's um, experienced some, some, some traumatic event or just for whatever reason just can't do the test. It's inappropriate for them to do the test. They get a U code, they will not be included so they don't have a valid result. And, and the last one really is, is the D code. Now this has caused a huge amount of confusion and they have tightened up the guidance on this, the, the, the D code, but D stands for disapplied. Now we use the word disapplied in quite a generic way to mean disapplied from the test. So they didn't take the test, they're disapplied. Well, what we really mean when we say that is they're below the standard of the test. They have a B code and therefore should have a corresponding uh, assessment, a pre-key stage assessment. The D code, disapplied, D, means disapplied from the entire national curriculum. This is quite a rare thing. It's certainly rare in a mainstream school. I gather it's not that common in, uh, in special, certainly certain special schools. Um, so it means that the child um, has been disapplied from the entire national curriculum. Therefore, it's not possible to make a subject-specific assessment. If you can't make a subject-specific assessment, uh, so you can't you make a pre-key stage or a P-scale assessment, uh, therefore, you cannot include them in the progress measure. So, uh, to recap, attainment, everyone's included initially. Uh, you can have children who are recent arrivals from overseas from a non-English speaking country who are EAR, who have arrived within the last two years in the country, have not attended a school in the country before that. You can get those children removed from your um, attainment, but that is part of the checking exercise, so they will be included in the initial data, uh, but in the validated data they'll be uh, discounted. Progress, if they've got a valid key stage one and a valid key stage two, including uh, if it's um, a below the standard of test, a B, a B uh, code which uh, has a corresponding P scale or pre-key stage, they'll be included. 
The children that aren't included are those children who don't have a valid um, key stage 2 result. So that would be an M code, a Q code, a U code, an A code or a D code. Okay, so hopefully if there's more information on my blog and obviously you can uh, contact me if you want, you can email me uh, or tweet me if you've got any questions about this. But uh, I hope that that makes some sense and uh, just leaves me to say uh, good luck uh, for the results next week. I hope they go well. Um, I hope they go up. Um, and nationally, of course, they will go up and uh, remains to be seen what they are. But I'm placing my money on 67%. And you can hold me to that or I'm going to get some grief. But anyway, um, thanks for listening. <laughs>